New Year's has always been a time for looking back to the past and more importantly, forward to the coming year. It's a time to reflect on the changes we want or need to make and resolve to follow through on those changes. And it's a time to make ridiculous promises you'll never fucking keep. Like coming to a podcast more prepared. Like drinking less before the show and burping less during it. Like sitting and listening so we don't have 20 minutes of dead air before the outro music. Like starting segments and following through on them after two weeks. Like making a change for the better and actually delivering on a promise. According to the bastion of journalism known as Harper's Bazaar, the following resolutions will be the most made and most broken within the first 30 days of 2019. Since we have this problem, like chronically, let's see how aligned we are with the nice old fucks at Harper's. And you should play along at home. Did your New Year's resolutions make the top 10? Let's find out. Resolution number one, spending time with family and friends. Harper says recent polls conducted by the General Nutrition Center show that more than 50% of Americans vow to appreciate loved ones and spend more time with family and friends this year. Making plans to meet up with friends for an evening of camaraderie at a favorite restaurant or taking the family to one of your area's most popular places for family fun. Work shouldn't always come first, you know. Reality check. The three of us spend way too much time together when we're not sitting alone at home waiting for the next time to record. Come to think of it, sitting is the exact reason for resolution number two. Get in shape! Harper says the evidence is in for fitness. Regular exercise has been associated with more health benefits than anything else known to man. Studies show that it reduces the risk of some cancers, increases longevity, helps achieve and maintain weight loss, enhances mood, lowers blood pressure, and even improves arthritis, Craig. In short, exercise keeps you healthy and makes you look and feel better. Reality check. No doctor in the history of history has ever said, you see that medical problem you have? Keep doing what caused it, just to let it heal. Craig might be active, but the other guys on this show have 15-foot commutes and little motivation to change that. Maybe this is one we actually need to see through, mostly because of resolution number three. Stop being fucking fat. Harper's didn't actually say that. But they did say that over 66% of adult Americans are considered overweight or obese by recent studies. So it's not surprising to find that weight loss is one of the most popular New Year's resolutions. Setting reasonable goals and staying focused are two of the most important factors in sticking with a weight loss program. And the key to success for those millions of Americans who made New Year's commitments is to shed extra pounds. Reality check, Craig is skinny fat. And he's going to likely wake up one morning at 3.50, missing a toe, buried in smears of Milky Way dark. Mike is, well, see back to number two. Brad changes weight like Jonah Hill several times a month and with accusations of AIDS. Time to fix it. Thanks, Harper's Bazaar. Resolution number four. Quit smoking. Harper's says, if you have resolved to make this the year that you stamp out your smoking habit for good, over-the-counter availability of nicotine replacement therapy now provides easier access than ever before. Even if you've tried to quit before and failed, don't let it get you down. On average, smokers try about four times before they truly quit for good. Start enjoying the rest of your smoke-free life, people. Every local county is trying to go smoke-free. And you know what? People there have probably tried a few times as well. There are free support services, hotlines, and smoking cessation classes. It's time to kick the smoking habit. Reality check. I don't smoke. Mike and Craig regularly smell like melted plastic. 
If the guy who does your home's plumbing said, hey, if you keep dropping triple flush meat bombs into the first floor bathroom, your septic is going to fail, you'd probably stop doing it, right? So why do you two dummies keep ignoring the guy trying to prevent your death? Well, that last sentence kind of answered itself. Resolution number five, quit drinking. No, fuck what doctors tell us. Resolution number six, enjoy life more. Because our show is built on happiness, Harper's Bazaar doesn't have the same static, sedentary social needs as the three of us, apparently. Resolution number seven, get out of debt. I'm just looking around the table and seeing why this might be the most unrealistic one on the list. Two working stiffs, one guy who's just stiff, all wondering when the universe is going to throw a bone our way. You know, because we're fucking owed something by the universe. Reality check. Your credit score shouldn't match the number in your savings account. Odds of this one are pretty fucking slim, folks. Resolution number eight. Learn something new. Harper says, have you vowed to make this the year to learn something new? Perhaps you're considering a career change or a career or just want to learn a new language or just how to fix your computer. Whether you take a course or read a book, you'll find education to be one of the easiest, most motivating New Year's resolutions to keep. Community colleges and centers offer a wide variety of lifelong learning courses, and local options offer great recreational training for beginners of all ages. Art, music, cooking, the options are just endless. Reality check, what are the odds that we'll be in this basement next week? Thanks to mobility and motivation, pretty fucking high. NTS does not equal YMCA, no matter how much we all fucking need it. So what's our takeaway here? Change is good. Change is inevitable. Change needs to be realistic. But make no mistake, change needs to happen. Mostly because we promised you a top 10 of resolutions and yet I stopped at 8. Maybe the guys in Needless to Say don't necessarily embody change like a New Year's resolution guru would want us to. But in our own way, we embrace change for the betterment of ourselves. Change like this might just end the arguing, stop delaying the process, and eliminate the negative vibes that hang over this show whenever things don't quite line up the way they should. Of course, I'm not ready to discuss these changes just yet, but if you've been paying attention, you know what's up and why it's been a long time coming. Consider that your cliffhanger, maestro. Now stop breaking promises and hit my goddamn music. back to needless to say i'm craig i'm here with brad and melissa who is mrs brad we've discussed this before um no poop talk tonight oh no what are you saying i want to say it again yeah poop Poop? she would have been great for uh michael rooker yes he because he said do you guys do poopy talk yeah we're like technically yeah we do (laughs) we had that one episode (laughs) i suppose that's what we do on this show i don't know Poopy talk's an odd thing, but I, I think, Melissa, I think you should bring us in with a very big happy poop year. Happy, yeah. Happy poop year? Yeah, yes. There you go. <laughs> I, I, think th- I think that's radio gold right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on? Uh, it's been a weird week because it was Christmas. It, yeah. You know, and as Grover from Sesame Street would say, 
What a great fucking, fucking holiday. Idea. <laughs> that was a great fucking idea. <laughs> Did you see that headline? Yeah. I cannot believe that he got away with that. I mean, that normally like it's really suspect, and you have to listen really closely. And you listen, and you're like, he didn't say fuck. He said duck or cluck or, you know, there's a... No, he straight up said, that's a fucking great idea. Yes. <laughs> there is no mistaking what he said. And I think it's it's more indicative of the neighborhood they're in because that's supposedly the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Alphabet, yeah. Alphabet, oh, Alphabet yeah. City. It's Alphabet City. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the whole point there. And that's how people talk down there. So, you know, you mentioned a long time ago that Grover was originally kind of like a stoner hippie. Yeah. Yep. I can imagine and, him talking and, this way. And was like beefing up civil unrest. <laughs> like, you know, he was. With those was, string bean arms. Yeah. And it was it was funny. We did talk about that before. Down with the men. Yay! <laughs> and now he's just dropping F-bombs on Sesame Street. It took him 50 years, so I, yeah. I give him credit for restraint. But, you know, I, I imagine a long day of filming at the children's television workshop. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that one kid got under his skin. There's been a, there's been a lot of those. Um, did, did Grover say this? Or did Kermit say this? Or was this said on the show? You know, was this a swear? And this was straight up no bones about it. He said, that's a fucking great idea. Yep. It, and, that's exactly what he said. he still had that look on his face like he was happy and caring and endearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, of, because it's just made that way. And it's also... Yeah. <laughs> that's how I parent. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your Christmas, Craig? You traveled all the way to Studio B tonight. We are yes. here. We're actually sitting in my office because the garage isn't quite ready for prime time. No, it's not. But the, I'm just... You know, we were in Studio B two weeks ago, but on this time we, on the floor, we had no furniture. There was there was like an empty box and a trash bag and, in the corner of the room. Two grown men sitting, as you put it earlier, crisscross applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was great, um, and you did a hell of a job editing. Explain why. <laughs> <laughs> because we had to keep pausing. So we didn't get blood clots. <laughs> we had to keep standing up and walking around because our legs are going numb. So we had to keep pausing the show. It's funny. When we keep doing shows with Manny, it's real easy for you and me to sit there and act like we're the fit ones. Yeah. But the truth is, we're not. No, and no. The, the, watching two 40-something-year-old men just get up every now and then just to shake our legs out yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like the shittiest bikram yoga class you could ever imagine yeah it was it was insane but we did it we we, got, we fought through it it was we a had good episode the, i thought it was, it was a good. lot of fun i really enjoyed that episode because there was so we had just moved a bunch of boxes and it, we, there was such a weird giddy energy in the air we didn't really talk about it last week cuz we had dave in studio yeah and we had a full house you know uh, but it was really funny to listen back to you and we just got punchier. Normally we get drunker. Yeah. We weren't drunk at all. No. We were we barely weren't. drinking because we couldn't get out of that Indian style that we were sitting. <laughs> yep. We were captive Indians. And apparently we have another guest tonight Mookie. <laughs> he just jumped on my lap out of the blue. He's yeah. bold. Yeah. Mookie hasn't the been cat. on the show since Mookie we recorded cat. in my dining room. Yeah. After the power outage. Yeah. The random baby screams in the background that sounded like, <laughs> it's like Meow. what's funny tonight is there's actually random baby screams going on in the background. Yeah, yep. my uh, five year old's having a tough time adjusting to the new house. 
So, you know, if you hear any gaps and pauses here, it's it's because of Ethan. You can blame him. Yep. This is oh, I, I told him if he cried, he was going to be on the podcast and everybody would wonder how old he really was. And that made his eyes get wider. No kidding. Yeah. Didn't I, work though. He cried. <laughs> did, <laughs> he did apologize, but he cried. So not only do we look like mean parents, <laughs> yeah. but, but also ineffective ones. Yeah. <laughs> We're not effective at all with them. No, but... Uh, I mean, Christmas was awesome this week. I had a great week. My wife, my wife's family, my family. It was just... I. Oh, stop pretending that it's all about the family. I saw the pile of gifts. This, <laughs> yeah, the, was, yeah. this cavernous mountain of gifts. Now, what I've time did your... you get up on Christmas morning? I got up at 10 of 5. It was 4.50 no, no, when me, I woke up. Yeah, but there, there was a reason for that. It wasn't 10.05. 10 it was five. 10 minutes of 5. Yeah. That's obnoxious. You're 45. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I mean, yes, I got up. One of the reasons when I woke up at that point, I realized my cat had been out. My cat's not an outdoor cat. And he got out the night before. So when I woke up, I was like, all right. I started worrying about the cat. And then I'm like, well, of course, Santa came. <laughs> so let me go downstairs, see if the cat will come in. And my wife stayed in bed, but I went downstairs. So then when I did get the cat in, but by that time, I'm wide awake. So I just started making lots of noise downstairs and turning the coffee pot on, <laughs> getting things, getting the ball rolling, you know. So by 10 past five, my wife was downstairs. You know, it's been 18 months of pretending we're radio guys. You're still the worst liar I've ever heard. <laughs> you put the cat outside <laughs> to get Fran panicked and awake just so you could open fucking presents. Because you're a strange little man child. <laughs> I, d I love it. I love it. What time did our kids get up? Nine. 9.15. And we didn't go downstairs and start opening till roughly 10 a.m. We finished a little bit after 12.15. I was... Oh. 12.15 <laughs> you finished. I was home. I had already gotten back from my mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is not the first time this has happened. I talked about it last year. There was one year where Ethan was just born. Yeah. He was, it was his first Christmas. And Sophia was at that age where she'd be getting up at 4 o'clock in yeah. the morning. Because she does that anyway. She doesn't sleep. And yet that year, 9.30 in the morning, Melissa and I rolled over and we thought we had a slow gas leak. Like something was wrong. Yeah. You know, yes. kids um, aren't up. <laughs> and so we ran upstairs and the kids were just knocked out. And it was about, the gifts aren't going anywhere. We you were know, two cups of coffee in before they finally woke I up. I was showered and dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was ready to tackle family. I have never in my life been so happy on a Christmas morning. And this year came pretty goddamn close. I wish we had more of a season this year. We yeah. didn't really have a chance. The tree's going to go out Monday, uh, Tuesday, I mean. It's done. You know, once it's done, it's done. But I, I really hope that next year we get a chance to really kind of embrace it. I've been waiting for a really good Christmas for years now. And yeah. I'm hoping this is coming. But I, I'm, again, let's get back to your pile of presents. <laughs> we don't, we don't have kids. You know, me and my wife, we don't. And my wife's a very practical person. She doesn't, you know. Which is weird because we've herself. never portrayed her that way. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, right? So I buy her things that I know she wants that she would never buy for herself. And I buy lots of them, you know? And I do. And I just, and, but I don't bury myself in debt over it at all. 
We prepare for it. We start saving for. We actually start putting money away for Christmas early in the year. You know, it's like one of those things. Not for ourselves, but we're gonna buy gifts for the family. We're gonna do this, so we start doing that. And it's just one of those things. And I'm just, I go all out. I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm like, we don't have kids. If we did, then it would be different. So, what's the best gift you got this year? Uh, Let's cut right to the chase. She bought me a, a. Minnesota Vikings jersey, Adam Thielen jersey, signed by Adam Thielen, which was just fucking awesome. That is Excited a, about that. It's a great Love that thing. Do Love you know what I got thing. Melissa this year? I got her a book and a, a card game called Poop the Game. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just any book. No, it was it was a good book, but we kind of agreed that we were going to go light this year because- Well, of course. We yeah. bought a house. You know, we figured, hey, better to have the place to put the gifts than just buy more. Than gifts. just buy more gifts, yeah. Next year will be better. Timing was also no, hard. That's what, that's what I always said. It, if it depends on the year, you know, if you're if you're not having a good year financially, I, I you know, if I wasn't having a good year, I wouldn't just put myself in debt. I wouldn't use my credit cards, you know, like all willy nilly and just buying ridiculous stuff. You have to know your limits. You know? Yeah, that's what I say. You cannot stress yourself out over it. If you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. That's not what Christmas is if about. If you ever do have kids, you will, though. And that's no, well, what we yeah. learned this year. Because w- two days before Christmas, I sent Melissa out. And I said, just go, let's fill up this tree. Yep. And normally when Melissa comes back from Target or Walmart, and she'll attest this, she's going to start nodding like any fucking second now. I'm not <laughs> even looking at her. And I'll, I'll, I'll check the bank account because I get all the updates whenever I get a purchase. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did you spend 90 bucks on at Walmart? Like yep. you, went, you went there for like tissues, you know what the hell? What the hell did you come back? With? <laughs> this time around, I said you have carte blanche. Go fill up this tree. Yeah, and it wasn't necessary. No, because I guarantee you, ninety percent of the shit that we bought that day hasn't even been touched, or at the very least acknowledged. Well, no, that's yeah, that's the thing. You you, you got to work your way down through the gifts. That's well, you know you have that pile of gifts you just got, so you you start whittling your way through. And interest fiends from one gotten, and gains to the other. <laughs> Ethan's the favorite gift came from my brother, and he got a set of Lincoln Logs. And that's, that's yeah, best goddamn thing ever. That kid could be content for the rest of his goddamn life just playing with Lincoln Logs. Well, yeah, he, he likes all that. He likes Tinker Toys. He likes Legos. He likes Lincoln Logs. And I'm loving that the old school toys that are just building toys are back. Well, Lincoln Logs, we talked about this earlier, are fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they're wood again, and they're not they're not splinters. Like they're they're they, smooth. They treated the wood. Oh really? Oh, they're really but nice. They're, they're now. really nice. So they didn't treat them like they, it's not pressure treated with cyanide. So when you got the splinter, oh, yeah. you got that infection. That little <laughs> you pop the splinter out with pus. <laughs> I remember the Tinker Toys were actually more dangerous because I used to take whatever tools they gave you in the Erector set and I started creating my own holes in the Tinker yeah, Toy. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to like hack my Tinker Toys, and I'd get more splinters from the wheels. Yeah, those Tinker Toy wheels and anything else in the world. But Ethan so far isn't much of a hacker, so he's he's working his way through his toys. We didn't get him that much. We've done much bigger Christmases, but I think but the stuff we got him was good. It was more yeah. focused. It was more focused. Yeah, and I think well, why I went out on the day before Christmas or Christmas Eve actually was because we realized we had no stocking stuffers, and Santa yeah. is who fills our stocking. No, what's funny is that same thing happened to me Christmas Eve. I was completely done shopping days before that, 
And then Christmas Eve, I woke up and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot stuff that ran stocking because we do stockings every year. So I, ra- I ran out, bought some candy, any typical lip, uh, chapstick, this, that, you know, little yeah. things, tweezers. I buy, I bought one of these tweezers like that as seen on TV with the light on it. And it was so funny because she used it and she's like, yes, but you need those laser beam sunglasses to use them. <laughs> she's like, because it's so bright. <laughs> when she did it, she was like, it blinds you. You can't see a thing. So it's so pale anyway. It must have just reflected yeah, off yeah. of her skin. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Exactly. This is why I love Fran, though, because most women in this world, if you went up to them and said, here, not only did I get you a hair removal device. <laughs> but I got you one that has a light so you don't miss any of those really nasty ones. <laughs> the fact that she just went, oh, cool. No, she loves that stuff. I bought her nose hair trimmers last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> I know you it was gas-powered. Yeah. <laughs> Briggs, no, Briggs and Stratton. Yeah, they were the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Four cycle. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big, I was actually really excited. I got an electric toothbrush this year. Well, Oral B, but it's fucking weird. If you've been brushing your teeth like a normal person forever, <laughs> and then you put that thing in your mouth, bye. It's oh, uh, it's well, the first couple of times you do it is ridiculous. You don't know what you're doing. You're like trying to rub it back and forth in your mouth, and things like <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all lighting up. You're like, you hit that one, one time, the plastic hits your teeth. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it starts to hurt. You try, then you forget. You, oh, I forgot to do the back of my teeth because you're all excited about doing the fronts. But I've never bled. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a full beer bottle cracked over my head. The fact that I'm even conscious to talk about this show and not in a 25 year old coma is is amazing but i had a beer bottle broken over my head i have never bled more than when i got my sonicare diamond clean <laughs> my sister-in-law got a deal on this thing it's like a 400 dollars fucking toothbrush she i would have never spent money on this thing on my own she trains the daughter of a dentist and she got the dentist yeah the dentist deal so but yeah but yeah he was impressed. Oh, but the first time I turned it on, Melissa came running down the stairs. <laughs> I think she thought somebody was revving an engine yeah, in our truck. It sounded like an alien ship, like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's, they're awesome, though. Oh, when it, your teeth feel like glass. When, it, when I started to, you know, now I'm getting to a point, I'm like, all right, slow down a little bit. You know, you're not as aggressive. Like, I'm just like stabbing it in my mouth like a regular toothbrush. He was making noises and With those smoking. two front teeth, though, did you get the warranty? <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> no, we're going to show Revenge of the Sith on it later. <laughs> That's how I get the resonance in my voice. <laughs> like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury nah, would have never made not, it as a gay man with those teeth. <laughs> they're, not, they're not horse teeth. <laughs> not anymore not after you stole them from trigger <laughs> freddie mercury looks like he's got like gigantic freaking seats of fold-up chairs in his mouth he does and i made the joke a second ago like how could he possibly get by you know sucking all that dick yeah with teeth like that but i think it, the, the answer is he's actually he comes from like the middle east that's where his heritage is yes and i think he actually unhinges his jaw like a cobra <laughs> <laughs> which made him very popular very, on tour yes yeah. well when he was a kid Hence it was the aids yes <laughs> he wanted it all and he got, got it, it now <laughs> 
when he was a child, he had he was much more self conscious because the teeth. I don't. I think they were the same size when he was like five as he was when he was thirty five. <laughs> God damn! But yeah. his lip actually, he would curl it under his tooth. So maybe that was an, a a method that he used in that in that maybe, yeah. process. No, they said. Uh, I guess at some point, I don't know. According to that movie, everybody was telling me about it. That at some point they he was gonna get his teeth fixed, and they said it would affect his voice. It was affected his voice. Yep. Yeah, and he said not. He said no. Um, but he was very self conscious of it as a child about it. Yeah. Well, he, they were huge, huge. Well, what the hell? They were I, they were gigantic. They were like beaver like beaver teeth. I went to school. Ironic. I went. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a school with a kid in elementary school who had very, very big buck teeth, and I felt so bad for him one time because he put down the window in winter, and the bus driver yelled to the back, "Hey, Bucky, put up the window!" No, <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for this kid. I love the I love the fact that back when we were kids, <laughs> the buck dri- the bus driver could yell "Bucky" at you, and your parents would just be like, "Whatever." <laughs> We made them. Did you shut the window? <laughs> <laughs> now we'd, there'd be a whole like parade in support yes. of enamel uh, shaming. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, exactly. There'd be a, that guy would lose his job because it would be viral on the internet in the whole nine yards. It's insane. Freddie Mercury was viral. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he went viral again this Christmas. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a there is like a radon leak in this basement because every time we come down here, we make the stupidest fucking. Yeah, shit. we do. But I like it. All right, I'm, 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 go, I'm going with. I'm it. Makes me arguing. nervous. That you spend 16 hours a day down here now. Oh, you should see the shit I'm sending at work. Yeah. <laughs> My work emails are barely decipherable now. <laughs> at the end, he just signs it. Bump bump. <laughs> yeah. Dot dot dot. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's terrified to fire me. That's yeah. really what's going on. <laughs> All right, so that that was our news. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't think on the week of Christmas there wouldn't be headlines, you know, other than the obvious, you know, somebody was really generous, somebody was really, you know, a, a yeah. dick, and he stole gifts. We don't want to do those headlines. No, we did them last week. We were we had some rough ones last. This week. whole season, we've kind of done a whole litany of holiday themed asshole headlines. Yeah. Um, so why stop now? <laughs> uh, no, actually, there wasn't a hell of a lot. We already covered Grover. Um, I think the, the one headline I wanted to cover this week, or a few anyway, but I think the Kevin Spacey thing, we talked about Louis C.K. Yeah. And how he had every opportunity to kind of do something the right way. Yep. And he didn't do it. Kevin Spacey thought that Christmas was, you know, I guess it was a season of giving and forgiveness and, and togetherness, and he thought this was a really optimal time to try to rebuild his personal brand and try to convince people that he wasn't guilty. And he made this creepy Christmas sweater video in the character of Frank Underwood, talking to his fans, basically saying, you know, you want to believe me. Yeah. In the same seductive voice that he probably did to rob the innocence of a million young male actors in Hollywood. Exactly. So did you actually get a chance to see the video? I saw some of it and then just turned it off with the hopes that it was ending like the final scene of American Beauty. (laughs) <laughs> but, <laughs> but it didn't happen. What's sad is it ended like the opening scene of American yeah. Beauty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just watching Kevin Spacey's man ass jerking off yeah. in the shower. <laughs> I'm so glad we brought you down here tonight. From yeah. f- a foot and a half away from the mic. 
Ew. (laughs) (laughs) But what do you think? Do you think... Did he gain any kind of positive press from this, or is he no. just shooting himself at this point? No, because it went viral, and but most of the people hated it. Not hated it, but he made himself look like... I, I think we need some Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the basement. It's the basement. This house is fucking it's haunted. The, it's the basement. Seriously. This whole house was previously owned by Catskills comedians. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. There's a bunch of dead <laughs> borscht belt comedians. That was bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, it was terrible. I think that he got the reaction that no performer ever wants. Whether they love you or they hate well, they you hate vocally, it. at least you're getting a reaction. Yeah. I think Kevin Spacey put on a Christmas sweater, put himself in character, and embarrassed himself to a rousing audience of zero. Yeah, people responded in that they were like, "Hey, look what Kevin Spacey!" Did. And then they stopped discussing it immediately. Immediately, this was not a viral thing. This was not something that sparked a lot of debate no, on it Reddit. It was viewed by a ton of people, but curiosity, but curiosity, and that was it. I watched a million videos last year, the last week once. Yeah, and then I forgot about them. I couldn't even tell you about half of them. Nobody was running out like, "Hey, did you see this?" and showing it to their friends, or "Did you see this?" and do you know. The the thing is, when you get a very very well spoken, very polished person, who's calculated in everything he says, he seems like a very good professional. But then when you find out what Kevin Spacey did, all that calculation and and polished way about him makes him creepier. Yeah, and makes him icky. Yeah, and it makes him look like more of a predator. Yeah, and if he came out as Frank Underwood, being as polished as he as the politician he was. No, that's well, just gross. I know you and I didn't make it through House of Cards because it got boring as shit. Yeah, it did. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, but I'll say this: Frank Underwood was a An sexual asshole. predator. He was. Yep. In the show, he was a yep. sexual yes. predator. Why on earth would an actual sexual predator say the best way to endear myself to this audience is to play one <laughs> in a Christmas sweater? He called the video "Let Me Be Frank." Which is yeah. as bad as that spacey joke you just made. Yeah, right? It's bad. I'm <laughs> trying to he, think of an endearing character he's played. He hasn't, but he opened up the video saying, I know what you want. You want me back. No. 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 no Netflix didn't even respond. Well, why he, would they? They haven't even made a comment They've about cut it. ties with him entirely. They're like, screw. But he, then he goes on to say, like, of course, some believed everything and have been just waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and I got what I deserved. Only you and I. So he's addressing the viewers one-on-one. Yeah. Only you and I both know it's never that simple. Not in politics and not in life. So he's jumping in and out of character here. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't even sound like the work of a sane man. I almost wanted him to act insane. At least then I know he was human and maybe a little bit remorseful. Yep. Not seeing a drop of it. No. This was one of the most tone-deaf, misguided things I've ever seen. And he's a very smart guy. But it's also the guy that came out amid, amidst all these allegations. Not the right time. Not yeah. He's a very intelligent, uh, talented. He's a very good actor. Well, he yeah. was. Well, he no. I'm saying he was a very good actor. I don't think "Let Me Be Frank" is going to go down on no. this IMDb page. No. But uh, I, you know, bar all that stuff. What I'm saying, he was a talented actor. He did great movies. Uh, his characters were great. But he, he, I mean, he, he's a scumbag. 
bottom line. Done. Done and done. And then to come back and try to, you know, that'd be like Bill Cosby doing a pudding commercial tomorrow. <laughs> if you ask me. You know? <laughs> I could write that commercial right, right. now. <laughs> exactly. Don't think you, he hasn't thought of it either. You, you just hear like the, and then the gates opening to their cells. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, I don't have much to look forward to every day. He takes a scoop out of his pudding. There's like, you see this little like rounded white thing sticking out of the side. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> You're in a fucking mood tonight. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, could you imagine that? Like, I, I don't have much to look forward to every day. But even here, I get my jello pudding. My- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he looks at his celly. He's like, right, K Biz? <laughs> and, and he's just <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> see Cosby with fresh dreads in his hair. <laughs> They've been braiding him all night. All the prison yeah, bitches. Are... Tight cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Teardrops of pudding. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a fucking oh, night, man. Shit. He's branding all the people. <laughs> with coat hangers. Cello logo. BC. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Your Bill's bitch. <laughs> Is Dougie Doug there? Yeah. <laughs> Only you would go to the other Cosby <laughs> show. Yeah, right. There was like the groundbreaking television landmark series, The Cosby yeah. Show, and my wife goes right to CBS's Cosby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's well, great. I will say this to wrap up the whole uh, Kevin Spacey, Frank Underwood thing. Nobody has summed up a, a video's response better than the top YouTube commenter on the video. And it was very simple. 2018 has been weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it really has. I it has. My very first Facebook post of the year is, I cannot wait for 2018 to be over. It was January 1st of, <laughs> yeah. of this year. Yeah, it was. You I, did. I remember that. never thought I'd be right. Yep. This has been a fucked up year. It's been ridiculous. It's kind of what the whole night's about. But let's get into another headline before we get into that. I know that you had one you were really into, and I actually, I think we all should be. Right? And the headline, read it, sir. Massachusetts man breaks into home, cleans cat litter box. (laughs) (laughs) And that's official. It's according to That's official by the cops. Now, this guy apparently just broke into this house and started just cleaning... Does he service Rhode Island? <laughs> <laughs> but he, I guess they, apparently he was on some. But when the cops came in, he was sitting there cleaning the litter box. Break into my house. My kids are insane. They don't do this. That's, <laughs> they just make the mess. I, I just, but, I, I'm sorry for all the gaps here and the pauses, but I have to say that I'm shocked based on the jokes tonight that Craig didn't say, hey, he was a cat burglar. <laughs> well... T- I was getting there. <laughs> Sorry, I jump the gun. I was trying turdler. to pussyfoot around it. Oh, <laughs> a, a cat turdler. Cat turdler. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, so this guy. I mean, the worst part is now he's going to do time for it. I just be like, ah, let him go. <laughs> if you lived in my neighborhood, I'd be like. Everybody's just throwing 40 bucks for his daily fix. How much time and is leave he gonna, a window open. How much time is he going to do for a breaking and entering where he stole nothing? Other than turds. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little bit. I want the the street value of the litter. He he, he needs yeah. to replace. <laughs> right. No, it's. I mean, it wasn't an amazing story. It just struck me funny when I read it. I of thought it was it hilarious. Did. did you read the actual report? Yeah. Okay. Police entered the home with their guns drawn because they thought this guy might have been armed with a knife. He then came out of the kitchen with his hands in the air and was arrested, covered in cat litter. Yeah. And no wife or weapon was discovered. No. He's he... basically guilty of wanting to clean a litter box. He got a misdemeanor breaking and entering. He's not going oh, to did jail. He... Yeah. He... All right. So he wasn't, yeah, because he wasn't armed or anything. He was but... ordered to stay away from the Mohawk Forest apartment complex. <laughs> Mohawk Forest? It's like, but this stuff, this place smells like shit. Where in Mass was this? This was up in the Berkshire, so it's the other side of Massachusetts. You know, the weird side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we live in the normal side. Yeah. All right, you know what? Let's not get all catty about this, but this thing is a shit topic. <laughs> this is a shit headline right here. Are you just going to do this all night? You pretty much. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to be prepared. I really don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> the intelligence level of I this am show. Drop, I am dropping every corny ass joke I got. <laughs> and when you say dropping, meaning you're never bringing them back, right? No. Yeah. All right, great. Because yeah. <laughs> like I was going to say, the intelligence level of this show is bad. Yeah. But the one last headline we do have to talk about involves intelligence. And we could use a dose of it right now. A little bit, because if this had video, I'd be wearing a bee suit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Craig Sabado Gigante. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, while real people are getting dumber, especially in this room, yeah. <laughs> uh, over in China, things are just getting a little fucking creepily smart. Yeah, and a little uh, too smart. The headline is, AI News Anchor Makes Debut in China. When I first heard this, before I even clicked on the link, I assumed that they were talking about radio. Yeah. And they were talking or maybe having some kind of weird static image of a reporter. I was the same. I thought the same thing. This is not what happened. No. And there's a video of, of what appears to be an actual news anchor in China that they more or less had him sit there and do all of his normal facial gestures. And what they then did was apply artificial intelligence and some kind of weird graphic mouth to it to make it look like he's reading the news. Yeah. And they made it look so goddamn natural. I'm terrified, not only for what this means for journalism, but also for what China isn't sharing with us. Yeah, Because exactly. this is pretty fucking impressive. It, it is. And it, we're going to stop. Can we play the audio right now? Yeah, pl let's play the audio first. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua News Agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. I wish this was a video podcast. Yeah. I and if you I mean it's all over the news. So you're going to yeah, see is. this. But good goddamn that's real. It it looks real. At first I thought they like updated one of those sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like that rubbery almost, you know, crazy thing. But that's but, just his skin. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Craig actually thought this was a robot. Full full disclosure. Yeah, I did. Craig thought did. this was a real like an animatronic robot, like the robot. Hall of Presidents yep. at Disney World. Exactly. That is not what happened here. This is they took the video of an actual guy and, and superimposed then, a mouth on it. Yeah. And 
it's but the crazy part is that and all text and any not text like I'm sending to you, but all text in news outlets across the world are being downloaded into this <laughs> into this thing. And he's reading it. And he's reading it in the same suit. But he's deciphering it and reading it and creating its own story. That's the thing. Is it's taking bits and pieces of this information that's coming in coming in like a like a journalist would do. Taking a bit, you know, bits and pieces of this. Okay, we heard this. We heard this. Oh, update. This is, you know, this is what's going on. It's doing it, but it's doing it on such a level and so fast. And it's creating this dialogue of, it's creating a story. It's learning to figure out what the points in the story are. The artificial intelligence is so developed that it knows what the important parts are. It knows when to put emphasis. Yes. You heard on the audio, it still sounds robotic. No, it does. But I can guarantee you that if you go across America right now, you'll find a bunch of local news anchors in second and third it, markets. Yeah. Like secondary, tertiary markets. You're going to find anchors that read. You know, what was the joke in Anchorman with Will Farrell? Is that he would read anything, anything. you put on the teleprompter. Yeah. What makes this any different than an actual anchor who isn't a very strong reader. No, it's no, it's true. No, it's funny though. Is I was thinking, I always thought Shepard Smith was a robot. It <laughs> 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 was too. He looks like he's made out of plastic. <laughs> and I, I would have loved a Kathy Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> and just have all of Chinese news done in Kathy Griffin on New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> especially exactly. now with her weird short haircut. But this is nuts. Now, like my thing was now that it's getting fed all this bits of information and is deciphering these stories as they come in is it going to start telling the truth nothing makes it to the air without somebody filtering through it this is no different especially in a country like china this is a company a country that won't even allow them to have windows yeah okay windows is banned there i think mac just got through google's you can't have google there you can't have google there no they have have a boat Binzo or something like that. They have their own search engine. And you go to Korea, they run Linux, and they run such a, an old-fashioned version of Linux. It looks like 20 years old. Yeah. It looks like Windows 95. And every website brings you to the same... I think they have 81 total web pages that <laughs> people people can visit. And that's it in yep. North Korea. South Korea is a little more flexible, but even that's not a winner. They, you know, They control everything you they want you to believe. Yeah. I, again, we're not tinfoil hat people. No, no. But this AI thing, I think it's a tremendous technological advancement, but it's only going to do what the person pushing the buttons tells it to do. Yep. So that's it. I think there's potential here, though, to be cool and and to put a lot of my classmates out of work. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at it and I start thinking, like I said, I made a joke about the Max Hedrum thing, but it wasn't really a joke. It was more or less a... Um, is there the ability for something like that to, you know, I mean, anonymous people talk about anonymous all the time. Do it's, it's an underground movement that is leaked out information. You know, they're hacking into um, government information and doing this and releasing it to the public. Does this something like that? There's no it? hack going on. No, it's this leaked. is somebody it's, it's, it's who leaked. has it's access. Leaked. Yes. Well, isn't that the premise of was it Mr. Robot when that first started? Was it was hackers that were releasing information that was was 
private and was we stopped after two-thirds of one season so i don't know where that show went. but what, that's how it started though yeah, I mean. that was the idea that it was hackers but i think what was bound to be revealed and if i'm wrong and if you're listening and i'm wrong by all means send me some hate mail tell me to watch yeah. mr. Robot. <laughs> i've got a new roku so i can i'll stream it somewhere yeah no, it was mr robot i mean the, there was people out there that were trying to get the information that was not meant to be found out yes to the public I think there are people out there that want to release it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the true, the untrue, like all of it. Just to say, hey, this is this is what we got. Yeah, and, and our what what we've experienced in our lifetime is something that our parents didn't experience in their lifetime, which is a complete lack of trust and faith in journalism. There was a time where Walter Cronkite got on there and you listened to him like and the you Bible. Knew yeah. Dan Rather, you trusted what he said. And there's none of that. Peter Jennings. I remember watching it with my grandmother, and she always said, he's a man you can trust. You, everything he says, you just know. Well, they, were, they, were, they were legitimate. They were guys that believed in what they were doing. So you had that. I mean, granted, they were probably fed a bunch of bullshit, too. They probably were. And they read it as truth. But they read it as truth because they were, it was fed to them. And they thought they were telling the truth. They weren't being dishonest. No, you know, and I don't think I'm not. I'm not saying that Robin Mead is trying to be dishonest because she's actually not. She's just doing a lot of fluff, yeah, you, know, you know, fluff pieces. But she's still doing the news. fluff that they tell her but to they, do. But what they what they tell her to do, and um, I think what they've done is roped in people with agendas that you know coincide with them. So a lot of things that if you watch. I mean, shit, how many times it's become so evident now. You what? You listen to them tell a story, and then you read the actual story. Because the best thing is go to BBC and read a story about the United States Absolutely. and get the actual truth. Yeah. And then listen to CNN tell their version of it and Fox tell their version of it, and they're totally different. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. Best news in the world you is took, Al Jazeera. Yeah, you took those both so far out of context to fit it to your own agenda. Yeah. That you're pitting people against each other now. Al Jazeera was the first one to point out that the New York Times actually runs two different versions of headlines depending on where they release. Yeah. And if it's a red state or a blue state, you get that version of the New York Times. And there it will be the same news. The facts are the same. The but spin the headline the spin is different. The headline is different. To and sell the paper. It's, it's sell- a marketing. It's a marketing. Right. Strategy. If you're in Massachusetts, a, a predominantly blue state, although not anybody we know from there, but yeah. that's besides the point. You you will get a version of a paper that gives a Trump headline that is anti-Trump. Yeah. And if you go to Oklahoma, you're going to get a, 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 the same story, the same the same exact story. story. Yeah. With a spun headline that's entirely different. And everybody else is then left to their own devices to interpret the news the way that fits their needs best. Yeah. My problem with journalism is, and I don't consider myself a journalist. I know that you called me one earlier, and I appreciate that. But the truth is, journalism has been dead a long time. And the reason for that is there's too much of it. You made a great point, my wife, my beloved. (laughs) Made a phenomenal point. I'm glad, by the way, that you chimed in, because I was about to put a mirror under your nose to make sure you were still with (laughs) us. No, you guys... (laughs) You guys were going at it, and I was—I had a few points, but but you said, 
Chime in. I cut, I cut you up. off. I just want you to feel welcome here. That's what we do. But I actually said, uh, you actually said that Walter Cronkite was something, that, some someone that everybody trusted because we all tuned in because he was the only voice yes. that hour. Yes. Okay, we yep. are now inundated with so much information. From Pe- everywhere. I, and I say this about marketing all the time, but I'm going to say it about news as well. People aren't looking for a reason to believe you. They're looking for a reason not to. They don't want to trust you. We came, in, we come in jaded now. I click a link expecting to be disappointed to be and lied let down to. Yeah. and lied to. Yep. I, I don't think that that's going to get better. Well, and that's the biggest difference is when Walter Cronkite was around and Peter Jennings was starting and Dan Rather, the country wasn't as divided. The country was divided politically with a Republican and Democrat and yeah, all that stuff, a, but, but they weren't out to get everyone and i feel like that's the mentality right now is how do we get ahead how yeah. do we take that person by down any, and the worst part is it's by any means necessary and this artificial intelligence thing it's whatever network is controlling it will feed it and it's weird that you guys were talking about how who was it that said i'm not going to read this they actually did this on murphy brown the last episode i watched where he, what's his face was working for the wolf network and he got. <laughs> That's what they called it, <laughs> the Wolf Network. Yeah. But they they gave him a promotion, and he had like an evening slot and everything like that. And he w- he went on on location, and his whole thing was, I want to go in and I want to spin it. I don't want to do the Wolf Network thing. I want to do my thing on the the more liberal. Spin yeah, on the Wolf to be ne- the obligatory liberal voice on a very conservative network. Right. Every conservative, like Fox News, has their yeah, liberal liberals. guy. Yeah. Right. Just to balance it, to, to give off the appearance of balance. Yeah. But he went on site to talk to teachers about the plan to arm teachers with guns. And it was he went to a very conservative area, very gun-loving area, and he was asking them about it. And then at the end of it, they said, we need you to read this plug. And he was like, well, no, I'm not supposed to be doing this. And they said, well, no, you really have to because you're in this time slot and everything. And he started reading. He goes, I'm not, I'm not reading this. And he got fired for it. But very few journalists have that integrity. Absolutely. They'll do it for the paycheck. And that's yep. money is fueling everything. And the money behind politics is scary. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you, you work your way to become a journalist that hard and by just not reading that one thing, it's going to ruin your career. Absolutely. Permanently. Yep. No station is going to hire you because they're going to be like, well, what if we wanted you're, to read this? And you're insubordinate at that and point. And you're like, uh, you know what? Like, no. Why do you think we're talking about this AI guy, even though we're really not? But no. <laughs> no. Well, why, we, why do you think he came up? Because nobody wants to deal with insubordinate journalists anymore. Yeah. Nobody wants that one guy who goes rogue on live television. They want something they control. Yeah. Okay. And in a world that's so politically divided right now, not just in our country, but across the world. How bad is it? The divisiveness is so bad that they have to create robots to do a job that a human should be able to do very well. But they will do the job of whatever programmer is controlling. It's like them. any other computer. A computer is only as smart as the person operating it. Yep. And that's exactly where we get. Now, I'm trying to use our artificial intelligence to think back to when this was a comedy show. <laughs> well, I was a little confused that China is capable of doing this, and I right? see the stuff that's being manufactured There's in China. There's not one railroad tie in front of them. But I... I <laughs> No, but I see this level of of expertise and precision, and I work for a company that has manufacturing in China, and they can't hit PMS colors, and I get boxes manufactured with PMS. It's Pantone colors. Oh, 
Oh, I just said red. The PMS colors. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying. I'm trying to think what what color is irate. <laughs> But I mean, I'm getting, I get boxes manufactured that my guys in China send me pictures and they're like, it's dirty. And I'm like, it looks like they w- walked it over on the bottom of their shoe. I'm like, it's so dirty. How is this the standard of manufacturing yeah. in China? And then I see this and I'm like, maybe we need to combine forces and maybe get some of these AI people involved in manufacturing more. I... But... All right, so I think by next week there's going to be three new anchors on Needless to Say. <laughs> All of them Chinese robots. I will say this. I never bought him as Chinese because not only did he have the obligatory newscaster British accent yeah. that you also see on Al Jazeera. Yeah. And they're clearly not British people. But uh, there's also uh, the fact that he had way too much personality for a Chinese guy. <laughs> way too much. So, yeah, I actually got a lot of legs out of that headline, but that's not really the focus of tonight. It is New Year's, but I, I think let's look back. You know, tonight was not a banner night for headlines for this show. No. It's been a weird week. It's Christmas. There isn't that much good out there, but we did have some great fucking headlines this year. We did. And so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do think we should talk about our favorite headlines of 2018. Craig, did you want to put in a little music here? We have a little pomp and circumstance and yeah something something grand so, yes grandiose grandiose good words yeah. sir. <laughs> right i got and it you did, did a fist pump with I it did. too he I fist did. pumped oh grandiose God, I, almost I was excited because mo- i knew that word craig since since you are so into this what was your favorite headline of the year if you had to pick one, I mean it's it's funny because the the last two weeks we had some good ones that I really liked, but I'm still like the ninja shortage. <laughs> that was a good one. I forgot about the that. The fact that there was a ninja shortage and they were recruiting people like we need you, we'll train you as a ninja. The fact that there was a surplus of ninjas at one point at that one, <laughs> yes, at one point there was. Plenty of ninjas. <laughs> and then it just, you know, people were like, ah, it doesn't pay as good. <laughs> it was like a ninja union. You know, you know those toe shoes hurt my feet. One <laughs> leaves the family tradition and wants to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Shames the family. Yeah, exactly. I want to be a dentist. I want to be known for my work. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, if you're exactly. a really good ninja, nobody, nobody knows you exist. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. right. You're not in it for the glory. Yeah. But I just like, I just thought it was funny that town they were recruiting people i listened back to that pay. it was a solid pay oh my it was like it was like 40 something grand a year <laughs> to just be a ninja you don't even have to show up to work and you could tell them you were there <laughs> <laughs> i'm so good at, i need a raise you didn't know i was there I want fifty grand. Could you imagine the like the staff meeting every morning? Yeah. Why aren't you guys more like Bill? Yeah. And everybody's like, "Who's Bill?" Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Aim to be more like Bill. I, I. It's funny. Whenever I heard that, played that episode back, and and heard that story, I automatically my brain immediately recreated Miyagi's village in Karate yeah. Kid too. <laughs> I don't know why there were no ninjas in that movie. No, no, but you wanted there to be. But I, I think that all of Japan just looks like Miyagi's village. <laughs> Actually, were there? They may, they may have been ninjas everywhere. In that <laughs> I, I they were just really good. I don't think uh, Daniel Son's little drum punch thing. 
<laughs> was going to get it done if there was a ninja waiting with a sword <laughs> in the wings. That would have been a killer ending of that movie. Oh, Just, no. Not tournament real. No, not tournament real. And then really. Noriyuki Pat yeah. Morita. Danny's son gets a katana through the neck. That's right. He, <laughs> he lifts his leg up for a crane kick, and then he loses the leg. That would have been a much more realistic ending. But uh, I, I have, I'm going to alternate with you. I have to say... Of all the headlines I enjoyed reading this year, it's not my favorite of the year, <laughs> but of all the ones that I enjoyed reading and commenting on, I have to say that Anne Frank's sex diary yes. was one of the greatest things we've ever done on this show. And I made so many inappropriate jokes in one 30-second span. <laughs> yeah, you did. I apologize to people that didn't even know I was on a show. <laughs> yep. I apologize to people of the Jewish faith. I apologize to people who just enjoyed reading good books. Yeah. <laughs> I felt awful about this. But yet at the same time, the idea of a young Anne Frank masturbating while she was waiting to be captured by the, by the Nazis... Yeah. There's something really fucking funny about that. It was great because you look at somebody like, do you ever read Anne Frank's diary? And they're like, yeah. You're like, do you ever read page 87 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> like that little flip page in between that nobody knew about. What did I call it then? The Red Shoe Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and I made some joke about it. How could something so wrong feel so, so right? right? Yeah. Oh my God. You did. So I'm doing it again. Yeah, I got to go call you those people again. again. Yeah. Oh, it's like being a, like a repeat AA guy. Yep. You know, like I get my chip and then I got to go back and do it all over again. Uh, I also enjoyed Rabid Dachshunds Eat Woman. Oh, that, that was, was a good, good one. Yes. Because they were Dachshunds. I remember I, I yeah. shared the link with the people at work. We do a Slack chat at work and it's kind of a, a loose group chat and we're pretty... I posted that link, and two of the people in my team laughed hysterically. Or at least they put the little icon that indicated that they, we laughed hysterically. Laugh. Yes, yes. And then my boss chimes in, that's a really awful story. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that's a woman that if she had short, very short stilts, <laughs> could have made it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Brad almost painted all the walls. Tw all 2018, Craig and Mike have tried to get I'm trying to get him to, to Trying snarf. to get me to snarf. Yes. Yeah. It's never happened right before New Year's. On the New Year's episode, you almost got yeah. it. <laughs> that was as close as you've gotten. Short stilts. <laughs> Fucking epic. You two talk for a it. minute. She would have made it through the whole thing. She had a little step stool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like jumped on a chair. Like you see the old movies when the mouse is in the room and a woman jumped the little on a chair. Round, the little round <laughs> stool with the three legs. Apparently she was like in an open plane, an assault flat. <laughs> well, I, I can imagine dachshunds being like like rabid rats, where yeah. they swarm. But I didn't know that but dogs would do that. How many, how many would you need? Your face is pure like, shock. I would just be kicking dachshunds like poof. <laughs> they'd just be flying around. But I would they would they like bite onto your clothes like rats would? I guess it must be terrible. I don't. I mean, they're like balloon animals. <laughs> Like when you make a balloon animal dog, it's a Dutch. <laughs> you right? But maybe that's what's so scary about them. I guess. I just think you know. I I don't know. But how could she not? I don't know. It's 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 peculiar that she couldn't get to safety. Like was she in her? I forget. Was she like in her front yard? I how I she. 
Yeah, I forgot how it all went down, but it well, mustn't should... have been good. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, what a hor- like, we were on a Dotson farm. Like, <laughs> like, imagine getting that call that like your sister or like your aunt was killed, and you're like, oh my god, no! And then you're like, how did it happen? Yeah, Dachshunds. Dachshunds, hundreds <laughs> of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do you ever see that movie Piranha? <laughs> <laughs> But, like, imagine being the family of the woman that was killed by dachshunds. Yep. Imagine the questions you yeah. get. Really? We, we joked that? on the show that... I'm back, by the way. <laughs> uh, we joked on the show that I would have purposely crawled my carcass to the middle of the road and got myself hit by a car just so I wouldn't have to admit that I got yeah. hit by a dachshund. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I said, can you imagine being the family member that gets the call? How did it happen? <laughs> Wild pack of dogs. And that's what, to me, the funniest part of the headline was. Yes. And I realized I made dropped the headline and I walked away. But I really love the fact that this could have been wolves. But somewhere in America, there are packs of wild wiener dogs running wild, (laughs) running rampant through the wilderness. You know, I I think we never think of pet dogs like that. No. I don't even think of golden retrievers, which are natural hunting dogs. Yeah, exactly. When was the last time you saw a wild golden retriever? They don't exist. But yet somehow these dachshunds were so poorly cared for that they basically became feral. Feral. Yeah, feral dachshunds. That's horrible. The hair's all spiky. (laughs) (laughs) Ears are mangled and like cauliflowered. I just think it's funny that this woman, nobody acknowledged the fact that this woman probably had the same cardio as most of our friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because how do you not outrun a bunch of dogs with three inch legs? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. They, uh, I said to her, they look like every balloon animal dog ever (laughs) 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 made. I mean, I had a dachshund on my lap at the last day of work before we took our break. And was... On your lap and your friend's lap and the other lap. <laughs> Get it because they're long. <laughs> the worst thing this dog did was crop dust me for I an hour you. and a half. <laughs> oh my! I'm going for it. Go. Oh, God, you went. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going for it. You've I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You should ask Melissa, though. She's sitting in tonight. She's been relatively quiet, at least when, unless I get up, but... What was your favorite headline? If you think back to the show, Honestly, we listen to every episode. Dachshunds was up there. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be up there. I can't think of any specific. You guys had the advantage you go back and look at old old outlines to remember headlines, didn't you? No. Really? No, I the show it, just yeah. means that much to me. <laughs> I, d- I actually didn't. I just remembered them. Yeah, same no, Dachshunds was definitely up there because it was so peculiar and it was so bizarre. I'm really surprised you're not going to say the one I think Craig's going to pick next. Which See, one? when you guys say Is them, it... I'm going to be like, yes. But Tampon drink. Oh, no, I didn't like this one. <laughs> I didn't like this one because it was gross. I, I remember. It was gross. Sitting across from Melissa. Normally, we put a little speaker on the table, and the two of us will sit and stare in our own directions. Yeah. And just listen. We don't look at each other. I had my eyes fixated on my wife the entire <laughs> time, waiting for the reaction. And the faces that this woman made. <laughs> she looked like one of those rubber finger dolls. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, and then I made a Carrie Bradshaw joke. And then one of her favorite shows of all time, just sitting there demanding that she had like a menstrual martini. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh my God. So gross. 
I did not like that up that that headline. No, it was discuss- We didn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> like you we talked about out. it at length. <laughs> we did because it was disgusting. Well, we we were trying to figure out what was making them do it, and then we realized that the chemical in, in the, the yeah. in the tampon was making people hallucinate. And yes. that was my comment to you, and I'm like, this is why I buy the organic ones because they don't have the chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> On a list of. Five things I never want you to discuss yeah. on this show. <laughs> Can we put that in numbers one, three, and five? I'm telling you, this is gross. But gross. But why wouldn't they just soak regular ones without the blood? Because then there's no color in the germ. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, she said organic ones. They're made of I'm corn. I'm like corn husks. Because <laughs> <laughs> corn husks are organic? I think she was talking about preemie sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, female influence one smile isn't so bad. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like organic Craig's one. crying. <laughs> Immediately in my head, I saw oh. someone rolling a corn husk. It's not like a joint. It's just... <laughs> Corn husks are great, but if you really want absorbency, go for cocoons. Huh. <laughs> well, they have the diva cups now. Cork. <laughs> no, they have. The, they have the cups. That's supposed yeah. to be the best for you is the cups, the silicone cups you put up there. So basically, you know, you make your cup of coffee in the Keurig every morning, and then you shove it up your twat. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Basically, but there's there's many questions that I have about that concept, and we're not going to get into it on the show. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when it comes out. Any woman who still has her period is now a barista. <laughs> Only when removing it. <laughs> How bad's your period this month? Grande. <laughs> And then right after you smell it, you gotta venti the window. <laughs> You're as bad as Craig tonight. This is Oh god, I'm sorry. This is getting edited out, isn't Ooh, it? No. <laughs> this is probably the only funny thing we've done tonight. That stays oh my in. God. All that from a six week old fucking headline. Yeah, right? Oh Holy shit. What else do you got? Because I want to end on one. I know which one I want to close with. Go with it? Go All with right. it. Well, I, I don't think. I, we, we discuss celebrity death a lot on this show. We, yeah. We've made our bones on celebrity on death. On people dying. Particularly <laughs> rock stars. Yes. But there was nothing more satisfying than the death of a guy who really thought he was a rock star and he was nothing more than a prick in a leather jacket walking around saying that your food sucked. Fuck Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> yep. Melissa's no. leaving because she fucking loves that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like we've said before, nobody, we're, we're not happy when people die. Not usually. Until this time. <laughs> there's always an exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. And this douchebag on a that. fucking hipster motorcycle traveling the, like, the, the, the landscape of Madagascar looking for the best the fucking part- bat nuts. I blame his girlfriend because Asia Argento. Yes, because let me tell you something. I think what happened was 
This is a man who, through his life, struggled through depression and dealt. Which is not funny. No, which is not funny. No. We'll always agree. No. He struggled through depression. He struggled through certain things. He finally got ahead of it and made a success out of himself and then met this girl. But at what cost? Let's let's rewind for a second before we get into Asia Argento. He made a success for himself by doing what? How many times, before he had a TV show and a big fucking mouth, how many people knew Chef Anthony Bourdain? In New York City, they did. Okay. Well, it's that's a big fucking world out well, there. It's that's, a big well, world. That's how, became, that's how he became who he was, was because it was New York City. And he. And yet, what did he get famous know, for? And Traveling got, the world. And then, but no, but being around, like, I mean, you have Chelsea Market down there, which has a food network, and there's a thousand. Every other chef. Ways. Every chef, when Food Network first started, was New York based. Yeah. Because they couldn't afford anymore. I was working in New York City at the time in, a, in an industry that dealt with chefs a lot. And I remember when the Food Network first started, they were so poor. They had nothing to really offer. It was local only to New York. And they had New York chefs. The rise of Food Network. <laughs> it's called the Macaroni Network. <laughs> <laughs> The rise of Food Network was New York-based, and all the New York chefs were a part of it. So New York became the the TV chef capital. It's where they all came from. And I never met Bourdain, but I met many people that were acquaintances of him. And he wasn't for everybody. But what I appreciated about Bourdain, and what I'll always appreciate about him, is that he was not afraid to talk to anybody. He was not above... He didn't see himself as above anybody. When he traveled, he went... Are you out of your mind? I'm going to let you finish, but I got to debate all of that. Okay, listen. He would go to some of the worst parts of every country to find the local food. And he would sit and he would talk to them. In social situations, when he was back in the States and everything like that, he, he had a very different attitude towards people. And he did consider himself to be superior to them in intelligence. But he was not above going to the, the huts in Haiti and finding out the local food and sitting and talking to these people and finding out their heritage and why they did it. He brought not only food but culture into the living room of people that would never even begin to know how to look that stuff up or find out that information. And for that, I appreciated Bourdain. He wasn't for everybody. He was very gruff. He was very New York in the stereotypical New York way. Yep. But he took the time to go and meet the regular people. There's plenty of travel shows with oh, no, chefs there's, yeah, there's where they go and they hit the hot spots and they hit the trendy spots and everything like that. But well, Bourdain, the drive is diners and drives. Exactly. But Bourdain would go <laughs> and find like... You managed to screw up every word in that. Diners, drivers, and drives. I just threw it out there. I can't yeah. wait to next week's episode when diners, we, we visit all the driners. What, <laughs> yeah. what is it? Diners, drive-ins, drive-ins and, dives. and dives. That's what it is. Yeah. But Bourdain didn't do that. He didn't go to the restaurants. He went to the, to, the tribes. Yeah. He went to the huts. He was like, I cook way better than these motherfuckers. But he appreciated <laughs> <laughs> I have a frying pan. But this guy's was, cooking on a rock. But he was also one of the few, one of the few celebrity chefs. He was also one of the few celebrity chefs that said, "I love McDonald's. No, I love did. a Big I, Mac." I would I, give him that. And they said they found a whole ton of um, fast food restaurant bags in his apartment. 
Isn't that what he made the rope out of? Yeah. <laughs> it was one McDonald's French fry from six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elongated but, over time. But what he did more than anything, which really launched his career, was when he when he wrote Kitchen Confidential, he lifted the curtain behind the restaurant industry and how awful it is. Yeah. No, and I, why it's fueled by cocaine and alcoholism. And he lifted that, that curtain and made people realize that it's not all just glam and, and it's not all just no, Mario I, I, Batali and his babo and and crap. rape and rape him yeah, Mario Batali. Well, now, yeah, yeah, but he he made it accessible to everybody. Yeah, no, and I think I, food should always be accessible. Isn't I, I, food what brings us together a lot of the time. I'm gonna cut Craig off before he even starts talking. I have every counterpoint to that. I think everything Anthony Bourdain did was for Anthony Bourdain's brand. There, he did not travel uh, to yeah. huts. To, to travel to Huts. He traveled to Huts because he was willing to do it to get notoriety for it. It was all a self-serving act. His entire spiel, I will go here when nobody else will. Nobody comes to these parts of, of, of Malaysia, but I will. Nobody goes to this section because it's considered a quote-unquote bad neighborhood, but I got my leather jacket and my fake motorcycle, and I'm going to do just that. But I'm also going to make sure that there's a camera crew with me at all fucking times. I have no doubt the man was depressed, and that is said on no, every yeah, on a human well, level. That is said, and yes, we took our shots at that. I'm not happy that the man killed himself, but I'm also not sorry he's dead. The man actually made a point, and it's funny that we brought up diners, drive-ins, and dives because he particularly went after Guy Fieri, who might be a hack chef, but he's never heard a person in his no. life. Well, his hairdresser. Well, that hairdresser, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what the fuck? You well, can't mess with those locks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like anime he looks like fat he probably yeah. wears that shower curtain where you pull the hairs out the holes to do the tips did yeah. you guys ever know like back in like the 90s yeah. you would frost your tips or as they would say you know getting styled in Flavortown Yep. No, I, I think Guy Fieri's probably a hack. I've never eaten in his restaurants. I don't really know. But Guy Fieri also never hurt anybody. And Anthony Bourdain made a particular point of that. And Rachel Ray, who honestly is an annoying little pain in the ass, but she's never hurt anybody. And he made a point of trying to ruin their careers. I don't think he succeeded. He ended up bringing them a lot of attention. Yeah. And people probably sympathetically went to their restaurants and checked out and bought their products and did all that. But Anthony Bourdain had absolutely no business taking that platform that Bravo TV gave him and the, and the Food Network gave him and using it to damage other people. And so, you know, I know that people are going to argue and they're going to say Top Chef does this. They demoralize everybody on that show. But that's a competition show. Anthony Bourdain would purposely use a platform, whether it be his column in The New Yorker, or whatever newspaper was willing to take him on as a guest writer and absolutely destroy people simply because he doesn't think they met up to his quote-unquote standard of what food was. And so fuck that guy. Which, you know? is, which at that point, too, is also preference. And it's one thing about food critics. You can go in and hate a, hate a, a plate. You know, I hate that I bought this plate. I did not like it. And the person behind you could be like, I bought this plate, and it was absolutely the best thing I it's ever like had in my art. life. Yes. It's as subjective as it's, art. It's yeah, a culinary art. And not but only yes. that, though, but have you ever judged an artist on one piece? If you had a bad dish or even one bad full meal at a Guy Fieri restaurant, are you going to judge everything that man no. could ever cook? But if you think about, like, you know, just take any artist. Let's just say Picasso for the sake of discussion. Yep. Not every Picasso is great. No. Uh, yeah. No. Okay, but do you judge Picasso as an overall artist based on one or two pieces no. you didn't like? Well, maybe you had a bad night. 
Yep. Maybe he had a bad night. And, and unfortunately, Bourdain was people. He was so acerbic and he was so vicious in his commentary that people gravitated to it because we love that in our journalism or what's left of it. We love drama, that in our writing. Not, not drama, but the sharpness and yeah, yeah. They're, they're like this guy pulls no punches yeah. that's all we want we want yeah. somebody he's truth, real the truth yeah. like, we, like we talked about in the last thing we want the truth he's real truth is we would have gotten a better restaurant review of Guy Fieri's restaurant from that AI guy in China than we got from Anthony Bourdain the only difference is uh, the AI guy in China isn't going to shut down Guy Fieri's restaurant because no. nobody went there anymore. Well, he's like, they didn't have any rope in the bathroom. It was in Times it's Square. The- he, he opened, <laughs> he, nice. I, 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 that joke is not lost on me. <laughs> Fucking, I, I'm sorry. I, don't, be, don't ever apologize for mocking this man's <laughs> hand. And I'm just really glad it was Eric Repair that found him. No, uh, but Antoine. Uh, like I said, I you know don't get me wrong. I feel that this is a guy who was, you know, he suffered from depression early on, and he was getting over all that stuff. And that and that's why I said when I said I blame his girlfriend, I kind of do because I think he was beyond all that, and he had established a career. Whether you think it was shitty or not, the way he got there or what he did, he had this career, and he became. This, uh, you know, not not an icon, but he was. He was an icon. No, he was, but he, you know, he was he was a um, an elite in that group of people. Self appointed, absolutely. Then, but and then it immediately gets shot down because his girlfriend starts this movement, this hashtag me movement. Me too. Hashtag me too movement. I keep I I've done that how many times. I don't know how many episodes are we on. Yep, exactly. Subtract so so seven. This, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's it. So this hashtag Me Too movement gets started by his girlfriend. She was one of the original. Well, I wouldn't say she started it, but she was one of the louder voices. No, she was one of the louder voices in the beginning. Which okay, which is fine. Then, right as it starts, she's accused of having sexual intercourse with a minor that gets blown over and he paid over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to keep it quiet so what i think is he realized at a point this is going to get out i've just spent a shit ton of money (laughs) this is going to get out and now i'm not saying that's what drove him to kill himself i think it might have but i think what is it put him back into that depression that he suffered from all that may have gone away and he may have been fine. It just put him right back into that. And there's no way out of that because there was no way out of that. What was going to happen was because he was going to be Anthony Bourdain, the guy who paid to get his sexual predator girlfriend (laughs) in the midst of all of this shit. We forgot the word hypocrite. Yes. Giant yes. hypocrite. Giant hypocrite. And, that's Liar. What, and not only that, one of Bourdain's biggest calling cards in his whole MO was the fact that he had slightly better judgment than everybody else. Yes. And that's why he was authorized, I'm putting air quotes and, up, yeah. to do what he did for a living and to comment on people's careers the way he did. And yet, in his own personal life, some of the worst judgment ever if you ended up with that bitch. It, so fuck so, you, but My thing is, all his other downfalls... That he thought were down from, you know, his setbacks through his whole life that made him so depressed, that made him want to kill himself, were nothing 
compared to this because it was on a national level in front of everybody that he made think. I'm Anthony Bourdain. I have my shit together. I have my shit together, and I am the coolest. And it's like, oops. No, you don't. <laughs> and all that that's, money. That's worse, you know? It's way worse. Else. I kind of wish that we went with the uh, Sky Dongs. Sky Dongs. Yeah, that cool. would have been a better headline to close out because we do have to move on. We do. We do. So, based Just on- like everybody else does. Just like Anthony Bourdain's family does. Just <laughs> 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 have to move on. <laughs> Black hole son. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one. All right. So we're talking about so many celebrity deaths. And uh, like normally we'd probably say, ah, let's switch it. No, let's talk about a few more. I have predictions. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see two to three other celebrity deaths and or suicides. So I, I would say and or meaning drug overdoses, you know, improper behaviors. Yeah. Somebody fucking up. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, and I think one of the saddest ones, I, I think this is the year that we're actually going to see Jonah Hill go down. Think so? I, I think the guy is so uh, erratic with his weight. One of the things they tell you about gaining and losing weight is it's got to be gradual, even if you're, like, massive. Yeah. And he was a fat guy for a while. He was never, like, obese, obese, like, fucking reality no, show. No, no. He was, he he was, was big. He, he was, was just large. a fat guy. Yeah. Um, He has lost so much weight and then gained it back and then lost it and then gained it back. It's not good for your heart. It's hard on the heart, doesn't it? And I think that Jonah Hill, there's either a reason for it, whether it's depression and he's going in and out of depression, or he's on medication. Yeah. I think whatever he's doing is probably going to capture him. So that's one guess I've got. I think Jada Pinkett Smith is going to succumb to all of the rumors surrounding Will Smith's sexuality and the stability of their marriage. Yeah, and, and I, having that stupid son. Well, that him too. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she'll. I think she, I think she's a candidate for suicide. I hate to say it. I don't wish it on her. I don't think I met her. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got that me. great photo with her. Yep. She's a real nice person. She seemed very genuine. I'm very concerned that Will Smith is driving that marriage. She's going to drive, drown herself in that, what is it, wa- that water they got. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> <laughs> that Will Smith and his son created that water company. Have you seen it? No. Oh, no. They have a water, like a bottled water company. And what is it, like, Blessed? Yeah, no, it's like douche water. Yeah, he's like, Will Smith's like a borderline Scientologist. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's on the cusp of it. I kind of like him and hate him at the same time. I can't stand him. Really? I used to like him a lot. I can't stand him anymore. Not only for the movies, but because he's, he just seems so ignorant to what's... Big for his britches. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, you know what? You got a nice family, but take care of your wife. You know, all these rumors going around where there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah. it's not. Ju- I don't care if he's gay. I don't care if he's bi. I don't care yeah. if they have an open relationship. But it seems like he's doing all the talking about it, and she's saying nothing. Yeah. And I feel like she just feels Her. like a kept woman at this point. Yeah. You know, she's still working. She was on Gotham. She's done yeah. some shows. And she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, and she's nice. And yeah. I just feel like she's succumbing to the weight that is Will Smith. Yeah. And now she's got a shithead kid that's stealing all the thunder. I don't know. I just I feel like she's a candidate. I think Matthew Perry is going to go down for his obvious drug addiction because this guy yeah. gained weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. He ain't right. Nah. 
Making still making twenty million a year. How? Off of friends. Oh, just residuals alone. Oh. Twenty million a year. Hey, groundbreaking show. He gets credit. We yeah. talked about it, and yeah. we're not typical friends people. Yeah. This, so, imagine twenty million a year of residuals. Doing nothing. Doing nothing. Yeah. Except drugs. And gaining weight and losing weight. <laughs> I don't think he's right. And I don't think he's had a good show since then. No, uh, he hasn't. I enjoyed struggled. that one that he did, the uh, the serious one, the Aaron Sorkin one, uh, Studio 60. Yeah. He was great in that. And that was a good show. Yeah. What was the one where he was in therapy? Oh. Uh, that one got canceled that, early. That got canceled early. And that I was actually enjoyed a it. good show. It had potential. He did Mr. Sunshine right after that. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. No, it wasn't. Oh, that was, was a it? different show. That oh. was when he worked in the arena. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was canceled really that, fast. Yeah. I, I, and then he did The Odd Couple. Oh, I did not like that. Which was not good. You know, I, I that, just think. That wasn't good. I didn't That was bad. That. I, you know what's crazy is that they're talking about all these reunions. We've done reboots on this show so many times. And now they find out they're doing 90210 again. That's a new one. They're all the original cast is coming back. Yeah. I think nobody's really going to be happy until we get a Friends reboot. And it would be good. I don't think there are too many people who would be opposed to it. No. And and I think what would be great is you find out like Phoebe and Rachel and all them are still in the city. They may have moved on. Phoebe, Maybe Phoebe's married, but she's living... You know, maybe in right out outside the city, and all this stuff is going on. And now, um, Matthew, uh, what's his name? What was his name? Chandler. Chandler and Monica come back because the kids are grown. Because the kids are grown, they come back to the city. Or maybe one of the kids goes to college in the city, and they, and they decide they, to and follow. They decide, hey, we're gonna follow. Yeah, and they come back, and Joey's still there. Yeah, and he Joey, and he Joey's, never moved, and Joey's never moved. And maybe Joey is an acting instructor. He's got his own business as an acting instructor. Because he was Dr. whatever his name Drake was. Yeah, Drake Ramore. You know, but he's got, you know, and you find they've moved on, but they haven't. I, I think the idea of that coming full circle, 20 some odd years later, it's 25 years ago that show started. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? You know what? Nobody's going to ever picture him as anything other than Chandler. I think the one thing that would get in the way of the reboot, Matthew Perry's pending death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the last one I got, uh, and I don't know if you have any to add, but I think it's sad because I think this is uh, an Andy Kaufman type talent, and it's not a coincidence that he played him. I think Jim Carrey... He's a weird dude. He's fucked up. And I think he's on more than a few chemicals. And I think he might tap out this year. I think so. Yeah. I don't want to see it because I like the guy. I know that everybody kind of turned their back on Jim Carrey because he's so fucking weird. Yeah. But I. Well, he went from weird to weirder. He's like like a recluse now. Yeah. I don't know what to make of him right now. But he's showing all the classic signs of comedians that are sad clowns. Yeah. And they, and they, they turn inward. And they they get all weirdly introspective. He's so introspective now that I don't know where Jim Carrey ends and where his characters characters begin. begin. Yeah, did you see him on the Seinfeld uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? I did not. Melissa has, and she's coming back. And it was so great. We're talking about Jim Carrey. Oh, it was weird. It was weird with with Seinfeld. Yeah, to a point where even Seinfeld once in a while I was like, uh, yeah, okay. 
It was <laughs> like he was just going off in these things. Like, do you know that the sun and the like, it, and it makes you feel like one. Like you just this random mash of words of. It was just fucked up. And Jim- Seinfeld's like, yeah, okay. And meanwhile, Jim- he's like, I'm driving a Chrysler C300. Yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey lost any respect with me when he joined forces with Jenny McCarthy talking about how vaccines cause autism. Yep. When they were dating. That's when I feel like he he went over the cliff. Yeah. He lost all senses of logic. Yeah, he he's just out of his mind at this point. I think he's, he's Andy an, Kaufman. Another, well, yes. that's just it. I yeah. mean, he's, he was perfect for that role, not only physically, but because they're very much the same thing. When yeah. he was on In Living Color, he was just, hey, that white guy's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. now it's like... Fire Marshal Bill. And he didn't Bill. know when to turn it off. And if you ever see anything, like Jim Carrey in the car with Jerry Seinfeld, I didn't see the episode, but I can imagine he was always on. Yeah. And I think that when you're always on, you burn out. Well, you burn out because you, at the same time you do, um, like, Ace Ventura, the pet detective. Funny the first time you see it. Not funny the second time Exhausting you see it. the second time you yeah. see it. There's no carry weight to any of the films he's done. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's done some serious movies well, that weren't bad. He's got the new you series know, coming Show, out. Truman Show, tr- actually, I take it back. Truman Show is good. And Truman Show is... But his... Big blockbuster movies were the Ace Ventura Pet Detective Mask, which I hate that movie. Yeah. Hate it. Well, that's, um, it's The Mask. The Mask. Mask yeah. is, is Rocky it's, Dennis. Yeah, Rocky. I hate that movie. I would too. like to see Jim no, Carrey play kidding. Rocky Dennis. Yeah, right? It's Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Don't take I it from Eric Stoltz. I can't bend over. <laughs> I'm going to fall. It must be a tumor. <laughs> I have been over calcified. <laughs> what do you got to say, Tuma? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> just start doing his random noises. Watch Rocky Dennis bend over making his ass talk. <laughs> I'm looking well, for the Dodgers. Not even... <laughs> well, well, there was the blind girl. Maybe she would feel the ass. The, you have no camp. eyes and I've got five. At the <laughs> One's grown older, though. One's here, and one's here, and one's here. And I also have red hair. <laughs> On top that of all starts, the other insults in my life. That's in the middle of the top of my head. <laughs> because of the tumors. <laughs> but can't you imagine adding insult to injury? Like, anything else is wrong in your life. Your head is the size of a canoe. <laughs> And you wake up and your mom's a trashy biker. Right. And then you, you finally, your eyes get to look past that calcified skull. And you look in the mirror and you're a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> it's no just, soul. I, I, no, hey, that's it. Yeah. I don't even, in this giant head, there's no room for a soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Oscar goes to... Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> but anyway, I think the point was, I think he's going to off himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a tangent we went on. All right. Yeah. So we've been going a long while now. Yeah, we are. It's we getting are. stupid. So let's let's kind of like plow through this because we do have to wrap this up to a logical ending here. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, it is a New Year's episode in case you've lost track yeah. over the course <laughs> of it. Um, Not a year long episode. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> the rate we're going. Yeah. The rate we're going. Just remind me to effect. pay my mortgage periodically. <laughs> uh, what do you think your favorite, needless to say, moment was from this past year? We did this a year ago. We talked about our favorite, but we had only really been live on the internet for about three months. For a short time. And so it was real easy to pick. But now we've got another year. Things changed. A lot's changed. We've changed back. Yeah. We changed from going to all headlines. Now we're going back to themes a bit. We're kind of doing... Doing both. Bouncing around. Yeah, we're, we're doing, doing both. We're doing what feels right. What do you think your favorite... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think your favorite NTS moment of the year is, Craig? Was I In, in all honesty, this year was uh, Comic-Con weekend. Yeah. And... I mean the whole thing, Michael. As Roker, exhausting as it was, as exhausting as it was, <laughs> Michael Roker, 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 Roker. I keep saying Roker. I want to say terrible I'm, with I'm, names. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I said it right. No. <laughs> Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Yeah. It was Leguizamo and uh, what was the other guy, the uh, other Hispanic guy? You just don't like Hispanic guys. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Oh, that was a terrible one because I actually know how to pronounce his name. Oh, and Louis, when it came out. Luis Guzman. Yeah. <laughs> when it came out, I was like, I was in Leguizamo mode. Yeah. <laughs> and it went. I think you yeah. called him Luis Gossett Jr. <laughs> 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 we'll listen to the episode and I'm like, what the fuck is yeah, he saying? I, yeah, it just happens. <laughs> but I mean, that whole that whole thing, and not only that, not just that, but meeting like the people we met, the friends we made. Gotta give a shout out to Wayne. Wayne. Wayne said Wayne had some sound clips tonight. Ho- hopefully we'll get them before the weekend. He, I play I try to play them. They weren't playing. Wayne, it's on you now, pal. No, he's a, he's on it. He's a, he's sending him back. He's okay. Trying. I'm still but, gonna uh, put it on Wayne. It's on you. It's on him. Yeah, it's his fault. Skip another no. com- <laughs> skip another Comic Con session. Come see us. Yeah. No, uh, but I mean, meeting people like that and uh, Steve the wine- Steve the Turtle Whiner. How do you go wrong with that? How do you go wrong with that? You he's know, still we- loving us on Twitter, man. You know. Not exactly. that we're not we're not that good on Twitter. We're pretty bad on Twitter. Yeah. But when we are active, he's right there. He's right, yeah, there, he's right there. Great guy. I mean, but to meet all those people, it was just a lot of fun. We had a, it was a great time. That's worth it right there. But it ties right into mine. I, I actually we, the first time I met Chuck and Brad was at Comic Con. Yes. Because they were moderating panels and they did a great job. And then they came down to the show with us, which was a very successful episode. Yes. One of our most downloaded episodes. And we've had a few good ones, but Chuck and Bradwin, obviously their audience latched on and they checked us out. Hopefully yep. they'll stick around. What I loved about that night, though, wasn't just that it was Chuck and Brad who are 10 years established as podcasters. Yeah. You know, never mind the fact that you're fucking neighbor. <laughs> you're my next door neighbor. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> what I loved about this episode, and I, I promised myself I wasn't going to pat ourselves on the back, but it's New Year's. We got a little uh, champagne love in us tonight. Yeah. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. We had guys who have been doing this. Chuck is a singer in a punk band, so he's used to being in front of people. The two of them moderate panels yes. in front of hundreds, if not hundreds thousands of people. of people. They're going on their almost 400th episode. Yes. And they've been doing this a decade. They're used to, they do comedy shows. They're in front of people constantly. They came down and yes, it was in our house. 
but we did a show with them and we hung with them every step of the way. Yes. So no, do we have 400 episodes? No. No. But do we have the ability to do this right? Absolutely. I think so. And yeah. and the best is when it was over and and you know Chuck said he said no I ser- we had a good time. He was like, <laughs> I wasn't worried about no. them having a good time. I, what I no, was worried about was, would we put out a good show? A decent show. And we did. No, it wasn't decent. It was good. It was good. And these are seasoned broadcasters. Let's call them what they are. They're broadcasters. They're broadcasters. And they're, 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 they're public speakers. Yeah. Yes. And they nailed it, and we nailed it. And I think if I had the, any major takeaway from the year, it was, you know, we're ready. Yeah. We just need more people to realize it, you know? Yeah. We need to be on the Chuck and Brad show. Well, that's coming. Right. It's coming. Chuck. No no pressure. Right, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, I'll burn your house down. I know a guy. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My one other NTS show moment wasn't a show moment. And I, I realized we're only supposed to pick uh, one. Oh no. Yes. But this happened off the air. It did happen off the air. Most of our best shit happens mm-hmm. off the air. It does. And that's not a good thing to say for somebody who just asked for new I know listenership. exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> but there was one night, and you want to talk about punchy. You want to talk about stupid. I want to talk drama. I think we had an argument a little bit before, just a little tiny one. Well, it ties in with... Tensions were building. We, we had actually created a list of several moments. Yeah. Each. One of mine was we had a healthy fight, we're calling it. Yeah. We had a healthy fight that started, believe it or not, when I was watching my kid's first Little League game. And it started on text message. And we got into a major fight. Yep. And it turned into a lot of healthy development for the show. Yeah. Because we finally got real with each other and we had some conversations. Because believe it or not, it's not all wine and roses around here. (laughs) Shit happens. Um, But that led to what I'm only going to call the night of dancing. Yeah. And after the, the, the H6 had been packed up and the computer was closed, and yeah, I forget what song came on. I forgot what it was. I know I was I was tending to the fire. There's a fireplace in Mike's basement, and I was I was stoking a lot. I was putting wood on there. It was like in April because it was still cold enough to run just a fire a, in Mike's. Yeah, basement. we were just we were just lighting it to for that ambiance and a little bit of warmth. It was a little chilly in the yeah. air, but something happened. A song came on. And we, was, I think I started dancing. You first. started dancing, and it was I was obviously making fun of the white guy dance and doing all that, and then you with the fire poker started tapping to a beat. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that flight of the phoenix scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, everybody in the room was just moving to this beat. Yeah, and, it was insane. And and I think it was ten minutes long, but it felt like two hours. Of pure laughter and and it was just dancing. And we were just given the collective cardio in the room. It probably was only a minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell me Leslie was sleeping at that point. Oh yeah. Otherwise, I would be mad that she didn't message me. Yeah. And be no. like, what the fuck she is going totally on downstairs? Sick. It was just it was just us down the and and la- we were laughing like a bastard. And just it was it was ridiculous. It was I, so stupid, but it was fun. But that was it. So Melissa, did you have anything to add, or did you have a favorite show? But you do listen to them. I I do. I think one of my more favorite episodes is the one that never happened. I think it was the night that we were doing a garage episode. We had put an offer in on the house that we're in right now. They had said no. 
and our realtor had said, just hang on. Yeah. I have a plan. And I kept saying, don't do too much. Our number was our number. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's meant to be our house, the numbers will work. And I was watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with the kids. <laughs> I'll never forget it. With Kevin Costner? With Kevin Costner. God damn it. And Morgan right. Freeman. Tour de force. Another one. Yeah. And um, she messaged me and she said, we're done. We got it. And I went out there and I knew you were in a pissy mood because they had said no to the house. And I just poked my head in the door and I said, we got it. And then the episode just never happened because you got on the phone with your mom and I started talking to you guys and you were 15 beers in at that point, Craig. No. <laughs> and it just never happened. And you guys redid it that Sunday. Yeah. Just the two of you. But I think the fact that it was an all-encompassing podcast. Manny was there too. Yeah, yeah. Manny was there. Yeah, it wasn't. Yep. It was a f- that was the diet episode. <laughs> That's where we lost nine hundred pounds in two days. <laughs> but it was a full <laughs> podcast moment. We got the house, and if you remember, every house we looked at, I would look for a a, a studio space. Well. And I knew this house had you one. Di- yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because we are recording it. In You call it the new house. I'm calling it Studio, Studio B. Yes. Yep. So that that's great. And so thank you for chiming in there. But we really got to move this along. It wouldn't be a New Year's episode if we didn't have New Year's resolutions. No, it wouldn't. So I think it's only right that we do a very brief but thorough take on what – what resolutions do we have for needless to say as we approach our technically our third calendar year? Yeah. But our second stepping into f- it. Our second full year. Yep. You know, what are, what are we looking at going in? Craig lead off, pal. Well, I say no more tech issues that are avoidable. You know, there's always a tech issue that just happens. <laughs> you know. But yeah, there's microphones been, going out yeah, and things like that. We've had avoid but we've had avoidable ones. And that's not happening anymore. Craig, I know one that, that can be avoided. What? Well, you know what I mean, right? No. Not saying you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> can we make I'm, a concerted effort this yeah, year? I'm go- I'll try. I, I'll do my I best. A, I made a commitment to you guys a year ago. I will not say at the end of the day so much. That's a little easier. No, it's not. It's the same fucking thing. You think so? I was conscious of it, and it went away. I'm, I'm actually going to make a promise to you because, you know, when we went toe-to-toe on the stand-up comedy thing, and I, I did it, and now you're going to do it. I still have. And I'm a man of my word. You're a man of your word. I'm going to make you an offer. You stop saying you know what I mean so much, and I'm going to stop saying apparently because that's another word that I realize has come up a lot. I say that a lot, too. I, but it's... Yeah. It's every segment now. I'm like, apparently, according to the New York Post. I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know what's crazy? How unnatural that sounded coming out of your mouth. (laughs) It did. It hurt. All right. But now, you you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like one word. It's like eight letters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. yeah, So that was that. So go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, Back to Rhode Island Comic Con. That's a no brainer. Uh, definitely that's going to happen, you know. Uh, I'd like to do some, get a little events going. Maybe a few, you know, I don't know. We have we need to discuss that, but a few needless to say events going on. A little public relations, if yes. you will. 
Now that I'm officially a resident of this town. Yes. This exactly. whole this whole show is now officially. We've always said we were from Bristol, Rhode Island, and that was pure arrogance on my part. <laughs> yeah. I was the yeah, only was one from him. Bristol. Yeah. Because Bristol's got the better name around I here. I grew up there. Yeah. All right. But you, know, you well, live in Warren. We're Twisted Highlands. Yes. Oh, you, you yes. The That's Highlands. good. Did you want to give their social numbers out while you're at it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do is stop creating segments and not completing them. Agreed. So Agreed. that needs... I mean, I get it. If we try one and it doesn't work, that's one thing. But if we do it a second time, then it needs to continue on. You know, it's just one of those things. I actually did a movie review last week or two weeks ago. You did. And that's something that... You didn't give discuss. me the full sound effect thing, by the way. No, I had to, I changed, I had to change it. All right, one last one. Give me one good one. Eventually, getting like the conference thing, like the Skype or whatever the fuck we use. <laughs> That's down, one of mine as well. So it sounds clear, like the other person is in the room. Well, and the reason for that is we need guests. Yeah, I think we fought. We fought it yes. for a while. We we have not wanted to be that show that had guests on, but I think we've proven with Chuck and Brad. And even when we did the, 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 I don't want to call it a failed call, but we had that struggle with Christy. Yeah. I think we talked about Christy so much and having those girls on was a great moment that got ruined by technology. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I think we need to get that text straight because it would be good to have Charlie call. And Charlie, I was going to say, you need to get Charlie back on, but not through a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got to sort out some tech. I think it all ties in. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I think those are all attainable resolutions. I don't think there's anything there that we can't accomplish. So I'm good yeah. with that. I'm good with that. I, mine are the same way. I, I, I just Stop fucking talking over one another. Yes. Why is it that once we have more than two people in the room, we don't know how to do it? It's a Rhode Island thing. Everybody <laughs> just starts screaming at each other. <laughs> it's, it is. It's, it's a true. Portuguese Italian thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those I'm things. I'm not waving my hands around. We're, we're, we're talking, but, no, but I, everybody I, cuts in. I got a point here. Everybody wants to be the loudest you've, person in the room. You've been with my family. Now, my family doesn't intentionally talk over people, but what we do is we all sit independently, and then we start conversations, and nobody moves. Yeah. So we end up shouting over each other because we're just too lazy to get up into another yeah, chair. You get, you get so used to yelling across the room to get your point across because that person is talking to that My person. biggest criticism since I started hanging out with you has been this. Yeah. It's that everything is just louder and louder and louder. Nobody actually hears anything anybody's saying. That was the first thing you said the first time you hung out with everybody. It's I annoying. Came, I came back I from agree. your July 3rd party and Melissa's like, how was it? And I'm like, I have no idea. Because I don't know what I talked about tonight because everybody, instead of waiting and taking your turn, everybody just, that screams. just gets louder and nobody hears a fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, but on the show, it doesn't work. And uh, when we get, no, realistically, when we get four people in the room, it gets tricky. Yeah. But one of the resolutions I've also got is I want to give a hat tip. We've been real excited that Dave's joining the show. Yeah. And I guess we can say it officially now. I think so. Dave is, I mean, you know, we, we, we're. If he bails on us, we'll just tell him Dave quit the show. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll make jokes. Throw him under the bus. And we'll bust his we'll balls. absolutely murder about him. About his stupid flannel shirts. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Al and his giant fucking beard. Joining our show. He wore he, one to the Christmas party. I did. I wore a flannel to the Christmas party at the Kinsman. Did you? Uh, you were oh, there. Yeah, that's right. You and did. And they mocked him for living where he lives in the flannel shirt. They, they said, you own a house for. 
five minutes and all of a sudden you're dressing like a fucking workman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the truth is, I think Dave is just a fucking natural. Yeah, he There's is. no better way to put it. Um, he's, he's funny. He's it's not going to be on every week. He doesn't have the ability to be on every week. Blinds are right <laughs> People must just picture you guys as like these large Not balls. me. I call everybody else fat. I'm not fat at all. <laughs> but the thing the, on his neck is. The, yeah, that is that. <laughs> that's, that's where all this well, fat goes. Ridden, fucking gross. It's a skin tag. Get that lasered yeah. off. They sell this stuff at Walgreens. Tag away. It makes it sound like it's hanging down to my ankles. <laughs> it is. All the cartoons are exaggerated. It's a we, lump. We shrunk that thing on his if, neck. If it grows hair, you're not welcome in my house anymore. <laughs> if it grows hair, it's not welcome on my face, <laughs> on my neck But anymore. it is now? You're okay yeah. with the little bald fucking Charlie Brown hanging off your fucking neck? Never had a pimple? Not, not for 38 years, no. <laughs> Somewhere around twelve years, I get, I'd go after that fucking thing. So anyway, that was a really nice moment. You guys just shit all over, right, but yeah, right, exactly. Dave, welcome to the fold. I know that you're not going to be on every week, but uh, the weeks that we have you, we're really thrilled. So welcome to the welcome to Needless to Say. I think yep. that's an important message right there. I think with this influx of new blood, I think we also need to stop treating this like fucking work. I never have. But I think as a collective whole, we will look at each other, and some nights we're like, okay, we got to get the outline done. Well, we got to yeah. get this done, and we got to well, get we, that but done. But we do. I'm not saying we don't, but I think we need to look at that as an opportunity and not as a burden. No, it's, and I think there's kind of this weird cloud hanging over us right now where we're not acknowledging the fact that all we're doing is sitting down, drinking, and fucking talking. Yeah, exactly. It's not hard. This is the same shit we'd all be doing if there were no microphones. I just don't think that we're, we're finding the fun in this. We're just recording ourselves doing what we would naturally do. If I called you up on a Friday night and said, come over, let's hang out, we would sit and drink beer and talk. Yeah. Why is it any different with the microphones? Yeah, we got topics and we got outlines, but this isn't hard. And we need to stop treating it like it is. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, I think we need to drink less during the show and drink more after the show. Well, the show goes on for three hours. I'm going to no. <laughs> progressively things are going to happen. <laughs> and then I'm going to throw this one to anybody it affects. But I got to say it. We got to fucking listen to the playback at the end of the episode. Yeah. And I'm throwing you under that bus as much as anybody else. Because you're a chatty little fucker. I start talking. Uh, no, I, I've said I've said it. I've never you denied start. that. You keep talking. You no, actually I, pick up where you left off the week before. I've never, de- I've never denied that. I've, se- and I've said the, it all the And time. I'm the worst I'm influence on that. I just keep chatting. And I go, and then, no, I know. But what's great is then he'll fall asleep during the rest of the playback, and next week he'll pick up right <laughs> where he left off when he crashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're closely finding the right balance between yeah. Daily Show and Morning Radio. This is what we've always wanted to be. We're getting there. Uh, it's been a long, weird fucking night. Yeah. Melissa, do you have anything else to add to this ridiculous kind con- It's now 2.29 in the morning. I would say just keep having fun. Don't look at his work. Enjoy it. It's your Friday night. You always wanted an experience where you 
a lifestyle where you knew, never had to question what you were doing on a night. You never have to question your Friday nights. Right. Well, I hope I like that, that I hope that's the case. We've had a lot of questioning lately, but I don't want to do it anymore. So I want one glass in the middle from all of us. This was a New Year's episode, even if it didn't resemble it. Hopefully Craig will get some music in there. Right. But cheers to everybody here and to everybody out there. Happy New Year from Needless to Say. We'll see you in 2019. Craig, take us out. Needless to say, we said it. Say poop. Poop. <laughs>